anger, sexual lust, the sorts of things that you experience when you're playing a video game. All these concepts originated with Karl Marx. What's up, you fucking reprobates? It's Agab. You know what it is. You're listening to Old Gamers or Bastards. Uh, I am your host, K. I am tired. I am s- outside Blizzard HQ. Uh, might bleep that. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle, intrepid, as always. How are you doing, Kyle? I- I'm ready. I'm, re- I'm ready for a new... A, a, a renewed podcasting form we've since since we've since we've been absent Kay and i have both uh, uh evolved like in pokemon um just like in pokemon yeah, yeah. into our more sort of our, our larger and more pow- powerful forms uh yeah my stats my stats have gotten better <laughs> yeah. that's not true yeah it, it's <laughs> oh no uh it, it, it's i'm good we uh it's 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 good to be back behind the mic i've recently it, I, there's a there's been a saga throughout the scattered episodes of agab of both of us moving um getting rearranged yeah i hate moving yeah i never want to move oh my god yeah i don't think i'm ever gonna move ever uh again I'm just gonna sit in this chair and just not like. God, I wish that was me. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm gonna die here, which is great, and then haunt it after I'm dead. Yeah, so that's th- even better. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, it'll be uh, get fucking spooky. <laughs> it it will be uh, it, it's you know th- th- things are good. I'm uh, I'm just glad to be here and talking about uh the old um. The old, uh, I'm trying to make up an, an old-timey name for a video game now. The old, uh, the old, the old start select. movie shooty. <laughs> start, the old start select. The old gotcha, gotcha game. The old, give me more money. The old plug and play. The old gambling addiction. <laughs> that doesn't work either. Um, hey. Speaking of video games, I heard that Ubisoft is is just just blasting just blasting shit all over everyone. That's what I'm hearing. You heard about that? Yeah, I've heard about the shit blasting. <laughs> I've heard about the the blasting. Yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, Ubisoft put out a new game. Uh, in their classic far their classic Far Cry series. Uh, as as you know, huge fans. The the Agab uh, community is a huge fan of the Far Cry series. Not at all ironically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have played. I, I know I've played. Literally, I know I, I listener. I know that I have, and I'm not lying. Played besides the most recent one, every single Far Cry game there is. Um, I can't explain oh, why. Jesus, I can't explain. Wait, why. did you did you play the Caveman? Oh, one? Far Cry Primal. Of course, I played Far Cry Primal. <laughs> I finished it. I've also finished oh, f- all of them. I no one can stop me from playing Far Cry games. Believe me, I tried. You can't stop me. I can't look you away. Can't. I don't know why. 
They're so they're so silly, and many of them are incredibly racist. And yeah, uh, but you sh- you shoot gun, and you get to look at the the weird politics of the thing. But anyways, you know, Ubisoft, in light of their most recent release, Far Cry Six, have been uh, <laughs> emailing players um, with their playtime and bullying them uh, for not playing enough of their reactionary right-wing video game um which i think is pretty i I, we all know that i hey look i support bullying gamers just as much as anybody i think it's a i think it's an important part um yeah it's in the wrong direction though yeah you bully them away from being gamers yeah that's the that's the chief problem here is that um yeah you know is that so, if you yeah, if you stop playing, it like negs you. Then the email is written as if it's from um, Gus from Breaking Bad's fucking perspective. The men's, um, the men's rights subreddit. What the men's rights activist subreddit? <laughs> they they neg the fucking oh the yeah menonists. yeah no they yeah yeah that's right um yeah Gus from Breaking Bad is an MRA and he's. <laughs> in this video game and yeah if you don't play he'll be like oh i'm taking over the place oh boy i'm a little scoundrel and then if you play a bit it'll still email you to be like oh you've only taken two regions off me oh you'll never get me i'm a scoundrel so it's just constantly trying to get you to engage with a very bad game but also i'm hearing and this i haven't confirmed this is what people have said on twitter that uh ubisoft is doing this for other games as well just constantly trying to hassle you and get you to play more and and just just engagement farming and you might think man that sounds like how a lot of freemium games are well don't worry because even though you're paying 60 bucks for a ubisoft game they're still gonna it's still full of microtransactions it's still got that in-game economy it's still treating you like shit trying to manipulate you into spending more little more little bits of money for little treaties little treats well what if i want to play far cry 6 in the skin of homer simpson or whatever it is um what if (laughs) what if um so you need to have that option it's all about player choice folks the choice to give us money (laughs) money now please Mm -hmm. money now yeah money me money now money money me yeah um and this really links into a huge pet peeve i have which is having to have a fucking account for everything because that th- this is what allows companies to do this. They c- it makes it easier for them to get, um, like data on your habits as a player, so they can figure out how best to market to you. And everything does this. You need an account to do fucking anything now, and everyone's getting a little scoop of your data. I um, it I I can't go to like um the library anymore and print stuff without an account. Two accounts, in fact. The university library. Uh, you need your library account, of course, to, to be able to take out um, or, or to be able to send things to the printer. 
And then you might think, oh, well, I will pay because they charge you for something like 10, 20 fucking pence uh, a page. Um, So then you go to the counter like an idiot, like a fool with your wallet. And they say, no, buffoon Neanderthal, you can't, we can't handle money as the workers here at this library because that would give us some level of like uh, responsibility and authority and, and make us feel like we're capable adult humans no 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 you have to make a second account which you put money into (laughs) so you also have to log into that and then you got to connect that to the printer so it will accept your payment then you can print and i want to (laughs) die i guess is what i'm trying to say i want somebody somebody just fucking put me out of my goddamn misery yeah you have to like (laughs) Sign into your Ubisoft Play account to spend your, you know, gamer bucks on the skin to look like Homer Simpson, uh, yeah. to shoot and destroy, you know, as they call him, El Presidente. Um, El Presidente, that's um, uh, Principal Skinner. I think what I, <laughs> I think I think what I like about far cry in general as well as what i legitimately like and like at me fine i don't care what i legitimately like about this uh bizarre marketing scheme is that it is um perhaps the most refreshingly honest sort of sort of expression of what large video game companies think of you and the people who make their games uh, that you're 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 a little pig you're just a little you're a little piggy yeah you just here's here's your slot you little you, you little piece of shit you you want you want this it's a amu- it was amusing watching you fail here's the game you know you want to play the game <laughs> you're like yeah of course we play, play of course we play them we are the pig we we, we th- this is yeah. an exercise in self-recognition um in the sort of like yeah, we deserve. We basically that we both do, we both don't and do deserve this, and I think you all know exactly what I mean by that strange statement. Um, it just has this. It's so on. Rather than it, it's hey, at least they're not. At least they're not pretending to be my family, or you know my buddy, or whatever. At least they're just yell. At least they're just yelling at you, right? Rather than <laughs> being like, hey, buddy, do you want to? Do you want to pay ten bucks for the rest of the video game that you already bought? Uh, <laughs> hey, dude, it's your best friend, Activision Blizzard. <laughs> I notice you haven't bought our latest DLC. That'll be thirty dollars now, please. Don't worry. There's you can be gay in it. You're gay, right? <laughs> you can be. It's the gay, hey, it's the gay I, DLC. You're gay, right? Hello, hello, it's gay. Like, we like, we love gay too. You're gay, right? Or whatever. Like you can put here's the flag. That'll be ten dollars. This is just making me think of the um the episode of The Sopranos where um uh Tony uh, and um uh, Carmela are having like dinner or something with Meadow and some of her like classmates or or, or college roommates or whatever. Did you like Billy Bud? It was okay. My teacher says it's a gay book. Mr. Wegler? Oh, that is ridiculous. I've heard that before. 
That was written when? The 19th century? Yeah, I didn't even know they had back then. AJ. And they talk about gayness at some point. And then Tony looks at one of the one of the guys there and, and is just like, No offense. I'm not gay. You're not? No. And Tony just looks at him with just genuine surprise. <laughs> it's like, really? I read where they found gay cave drawings in Africa. <laughs> and just yeah yeah i uh if, if there's anything that's fundamentally good about um video game companies telling gamers that they're disappointments uh it's that um well, at least we're all getting super mad about it and going online and posting about it and reminding everyone that Far Cry 6 is out for Xbox One, PS4, PC, and more. And for the low price of $59.99 or whatever it is, you too can get abused by a corporation. Um, That's right. Just like the people who work there. It, clearly, we have we have very strong connections with all parts of the video game industry. That's how we both became the lead directors of the new um call of duty cold war 4 game where it's where yeah. you just reinvade cuba um in the year 2035 um it's, uh, this is how we got all the state department funding for agaf <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where it comes from. That's this whole operation is bankrolled by the Pentagon. Yeah, you, yeah we're we're <laughs> AGAB is an extension of USAID. <laughs> we're an oh, man. <laughs> Did you see fucking uh, James Gunn on Twitter um, denying that um, Marvel movies are or that their scripts are looked over by the um, Department of Defense? Liar! That's not. We all know that. that, that yeah. that's not true. That's, yeah, it's a well-documented thing. Why are you chatting shit? Maybe maybe his two Marvel yeah. movies weren't, but they uh, were, like, in space, not on Earth with, like, U.S. military gear and stuff that they would have to get access to. Like, are we familiar like, with the plot of Captain Marvel? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, that, that is a very well-documented recent example. Um, I, I don't know. It's a state, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a... Um, um, it was a film brought brought directly brought to you by the military industrial complex just this like just gifted yeah. in the same in the exact same way that call of duty is at least with call of duty they always they literally has, like have a shared charitable foundation when it comes to call of duty no one's trying to hide that yeah i feel like they're very open about it um it's weird i don't know i, I marvel mcu stuff i feel like it's leaning into this sort of very shallow like quote unquote woke branding yeah. um so it's they can't they can't be seen to be like uh, an arm of the fucking state department yeah um much in the same much in the in the way that it, it has to like it, it has to mediate those d those existing discourses right like with the like they're always had like we watched i've seen i think five episodes of wandavision now um i'm not really i don't watch uh, a lot of the Mar i don't watch a lot of the marvel stuff even to just kind of look into them as cultural objects because i'm not nearly as patient as someone like my co-host for example or the lit crit <laughs> guy who writes about the mcu 
um, or my spouse. Yeah, don't be like us. Don't watch this shit. <laughs> oh, I, 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 you think you, you, how many Nora Ephron movies do you think that I have seen? The answer is all of them. Nora Ephron, them. Nancy Myers. I have seen every single episode of Vanderpump Rules. Like none of us are clean. We're all monsters here. That's what's <laughs> good about this. But uh, um, no, what I uh, what I found interesting is that like the this sort of like the 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 conflicts and meta conflict the meta conflict really in a lot of ways in WandaVision are these sort of existing tensions from within the existing military industrial complex. So it's never about it's never about the scaffolding and the the structure of that of the building itself. Uh is always about sort of these bad actors, right? Like I was thinking yeah. with, and I, I think we're going to talk about this in another episode. But I was I was thinking about Days Gone, to the game Days Gone today, and uh, I was thinking about the scene where Donkey St. James uh, it, it get, <laughs> runs into a Deus Ex Machina where he's trying to escape with my my dead wife who's actually alive. He uh, from the militia, the the trans affirming militia. <laughs> The trans-affirming yeah, Christo-fascist militia. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, we'll get into that on the episode. <laughs> holy Jesus! <laughs> Days Gone is what Days Gone is one of the most interesting video games I've ever played. It is so yeah. right-wing. It is so unbelievably right-wing, and I could not like. It's like watching an S. Craig Zoller movie. Anyways, uh, there's at one point where you're dead, my dead wife. You were trying to escape. It, it, uh, and then it turns out that someone from within the militia, I believe the guy who recruited you there in the first place, escaped with you and several other people. Um, and then right before that guy and his crew go to drive to Reno, because you have to go back in and save my not dead wife, Donkey St. James says to uh, the guy, hey, I was, yeah, I was in Afghanistan and I told that, militia guy that i hated every second of, of it but maybe i wouldn't have hated every second of it if i had been under the command of someone like you and then salutes him and i'm oh, like oh yeah that's the, first of all that's dis, that's disgusting that's the, the, yeah, that, <laughs> that was what was wrong with afghanistan is uh you're fucking you your didn't have fun prick like yeah, the vibes were bad dude. yeah <laughs> God, that was fuck me. Yeah, that was really rough. Um, that was really rough. But it, it reminds me of sort of this kind of MCU problem that you're talking about, right? This idea that like the problem is just bad leadership, not the fact that that yeah. was a the pro the problem isn't that you're forming like uh like a, a right wing paramilitary militia. The problem is that that right-wing paramilitary militia is run by a Christo-fascist who doesn't know the Bible and who's kind of crazy, rather than the Christo-fascist who is protective and sober and a, a more strong, resilient figure uh, a more contemporary, mm. resilient, militarized figure. This that uh, hopefully people are understanding that that's just actual fascism. That's just a that's yeah. that's what fascist. That's actual. That's that's better fascism. That's more. That's the fascism that existed. 
And so when we're talking about shows like WandaVision or we're talking about, you know, the sort of the, the broader MCU's like integrated military forms or whatever, always watch out for the good guys in those movies because they're often just almost like cut for like shot for shot reconstructions of actually existing historical bad through and through just bad guys like this just it's that's how that's how really nasty uh ideology gets in contemporary culture that's the way that's so often the way that it is presented as the having those true ideological battles settled and then it's instead just vying between various good and bad actors um rather than you can't make any structural argument you can't like those all that stuff is settled and yeah it's it's dangerous it's like it's fucked up yeah and it's it's feeding into sort of an ideological um a a, a very dominant ideological position where nothing is systemic everything is individual so it's reinforced in in our media um in a, in a recent video, I say something that I'm really trying to hammer home to people, which is that like propaganda isn't one, you know, movie saying something. It's every fucking movie you see saying the same thing in more or less the same way until that just becomes what is said about that topic. Yeah, basically. And the and, and I, the the way it says it is marketed in subtle dif- subtle subtle difference. But continu- mm. continuity in s- discourse and spirit, I would I would say. Yeah, one one thing I've learned since um, dipping my toe into academia is watch out for false nuance, because bourgeois academics love that shit. Add a very artificial extra layer of analysis while really saying the exact same thing as the guy next to you. That is how you sell a single dominant ideology as a discussion when really you're saying the same thing. It's neo it's neo it's very neoliberal. And it's yeah. like in its form, it's it's it makes sense that it would emerge from a productive mode that seeks to create mm artificial or sort of semi-natural multiplicity so like Mm -hmm. all this necessary like extra stuff that needs it basically means means testing but in like the spirit of the humanities that has this like all this like when there's no one there to means test the means test so to speak which is that like it like the eliminate the the this connection between the micro and macro perspective that I think it troubles historians, especially contemporary historians, and God, God bless a lot of the micro historians. Now, this is really obscure historiography, so I'm immediately going to back out of it. But the this idea, <laughs> this idea that the only at the micro that 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 some level of like historical actuality is present at the most fine micro historical level which as we know mm-hmm. isn't necessarily true it comes it, it it anyways 
I think, uh, um, I think, I think you should play Far Cry Six, but steal it. Don't like, don't buy it. I mean, I don't like. I would say buy it if I thought that the people, the people who made it, were going to, uh, you know, reap the benefit of those profits rather than the executives of the studio who produced it and distributed and released it. Mm. Um, unfortunately. So, uh, but I think play it and, uh, think critically about this particular historical object and, uh, use it to fuel your rage. Also, if you like play it and then like play it for as long as you want and then drop it like a, like an old toy. Yeah, don't give them your email if you can fucking help yeah, it. Yeah, don't give them your email. That's the real reason. <laughs> don't give them your email. They'll be fucking bothering you for the rest of your life yeah. 10 years from now. Hey, you should revisit Far Cry 6, buddy. That's what they'll be fucking doing. God, that game it just seems so bad. I have to play it. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about uh, kind of a good game. Yeah. What if it's true? I need to remind you what is out there. Once upon a time, I had somebody that I cared about. And in this world, that sort of shit's good for one thing. Getting you killed. Uh, th there's a game we're going to talk about, and that is The Last of Us. I'm going to try very hard to remember which things happened in the first game. And which ones happened in the second game because we're going to do the second one because kyle has not played it yet so the first last of us kyle you just played it quite recently what are your sort of initial thoughts on it yeah so for those who haven't played it or haven't played it in a while um it's basically you start out remember in um you start out uh basically at the emergence of uh, a, 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 an out an out a, 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 mu a mutated form of cordyceptal fungus basically the zombie ant fungus we'll talk about the fungus i've been thinking about fungus yeah. a lot but uh basically i love it it's 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 the perfect it's the perfect contempt it we we're in the fungal zombie era um and for sure we'll, get, we'll yeah. get we'll get to that but basically you play a guy named joel who lives in texas and who f who after an outbreak of this virus uh of this fungus that infects people and turns them into and brings them into various stages of infection that turns them into Sort of, I would say the most comparable, sort of like 28 days later, runner type zombies. Um, yeah. There are uh, several stages of infection, and they basically act as the sort of main cast of enemies. Um, and essentially, it's about you and the one of the protagonists across both games ellie who uh trying to trying to find the fireflies um it, 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 because ellie has been bit and infected but has a kind of immunity um so she can breathe in 
the fungal spores that are airborne and that otherwise people have to wear gas masks gas masks um she can uh bite and infect others um, as is shown a little later on in the game basically it has this like so the last of us was i didn't expect to like it i'm not gonna lie because I expected to get pulled out of the story. To I expected it one to be just a playable movie, and to not live yeah. up to the what's required of that format. It was it mm-hmm. wasn't going to be. I just played the I just played the new God of War, and so it was hard to as for people who listened to that episode. We loved that fucking game. I loved yeah. that game, and it was a playable movie. But it worked, and it's because it did very particular things. Go listen to the God of War episode. Um, you can hear me cry about a video game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, The Last of Us, it was that. Um, but it also it also managed to make it work through the sort of like in in the flow of its gameplay and the way that it transitioned into cutscenes and the way that it broke the camera um as few times as possible um god of war refusing to do that um and having very good voice acting um Mm. not needing to cast crazy crazy famous people either but getting good voice actors to really bring the characters to life and then it's post-apocalyptic commentary was so measured and interesting um I found it's world building, I guess, to, you know, summarize that point. I found it's world building to be extremely compelling. And I was motivated um, to finish it and to play the second one um, by the game itself rather than by sort of just like cultural curiosity. Clearly, I don't play things when they come out. Uh, I play them when I have time <laughs> because the first Last of yeah. Us came out in 2013. Yeah, I I only played it. Um, I think I played like the remaster mm-hmm. years later. Um, I, I actually also played it not long after I played uh, God of War four. So I was in a similar kind of boat there. What did you? Uh, what did you walk with? Okay, like let's talk about like the form of the game so mm-hmm. to speak just like its mechanics is it what did you think about is it's last of us is a sneaky stabby mixed with yeah. action elements so action adventure survival horror i guess is the idea um it's third person it has places a big emphasis on uh collectible items and yeah a simple crafting molotov cocktails shivs health kits um other weapons uh you know nail bombs things like that what'd you what'd you think yeah it has a lot of ingredients that uh i normally would that normally would be red flags for me uh the crafting i fucking hate crafting but when it's really simple like that it's fine um i just i hate having to remember 
a million little fucking recipes and oh how do i do this oh i want to i want to do something i got to go collect 50 fucking acorns and tie them together with a piece of string for some <laughs> reason um but it was fine like the way they did it i thought was implemented really smoothly it didn't take over the game you know it's not a crafting game um and also the fact that it's quite a linear sort of sneaky stabby again normally Normally, the linearity of it would be a, a bit of a, a a point of contention for me, but that the fact that you are quite on rails means that they can, and they do succeed at doing this, they can uh, offer a really, really refined kind of experience in a way that a more kind of open world type of game can't. Um, so it... It was worth it. Like it, it took all these things that would have been concerns for me and it executed them well enough that I was like, you know what? That's all right. Um, there's some repetitive shit. There's lots of pushing dumpsters so that you can climb up on things and stuff like that. But normally during those segments, the characters will be talking and the writing is so good that it kind of gets you through the bits that could have been a little more boring. Yeah, they figured out how to do they figured out that writing and good voice acting and pretty environments can get you through the apparently still necessary like i mean yeah like it i agree about the minutiae of the traveling from the what i i sometimes the process of getting from place to place was boring but it was made better by just the places themselves and then of course the characters um yeah it's it i like i like how they is the reason why the on rail sneaky stabby worked in this case because it had a sense of place especially when you start out you start out in massachusetts Mm -hmm. um and this the signs for the towns look the same they're they look like they look how they look here and you have all of this like sort of you're you're it's being confirmed over and over again that you're in the shit so to speak not to mix with days gone that's what they call it in days yeah. gone but uh <laughs> like you really are outside of what like you have the contrast of in the first part of the game when you flash forward after Joel's daughter dies in that opening sequence you uh flash forward 20 years in the future 20 is it 20 years it is 20 years yes i just looked oh wow i spent it's um (laughs) i i was really um i was surprised by how brutal that first scene is you don't get a lot of like just dead kids on screen like that in in anything that was pretty ballsy yeah. You know me, I love dead kids. You know, I see a dead kid, I'm like, hey. Yeah. If there's anything that, <laughs> if there's anything that they're always talking about, listeners, Kay's always talking about in uh, dead children in uh, like yeah. a like 2004 meme. Uh <laughs> uh yeah, yeah no, this, like, this particular episode is going to be uploaded on new grounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in Flash, we're animating this. In, in Flash. Flash, we're gonna animate Flash the Last is of like Us. Gone, in Flash. right? Yeah, it is. 
That's that's fucked. That's tra so all the old Newground stuff probably like is dead now, isn't it? Like all of it's 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 got some something that was so present for so long in our lives has officially gone the way of floppy disks and is now going to be used to age us precipitously. Oh fuck, the viewers are going to know we're old. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just shit. said floppy disk too. So yeah. Oh, they're gonna bully <laughs> us for our bad knees. Yeah. Oh. And our yeah. withering eyesight. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god, I've been blind my entire life. That one I've that one I've got covered. Um yeah, I've had fucked up knees my whole life. Let's go. See, there we go. That's right, baby. You can't defeat us. We're immune, just like Ellie in The Last of Us. Um <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Hey, I, hang on, can we talk about that for a second? Why yeah. does she look like um why why does she I'm trying to figure out how to say this. Like, why does she look like Elliot Page? She like, does look like transition. I don't know. I she does look like Elliot like, Page. Because I, I remember, um, uh, in Trailer Park Boys, hit Canadian uh, TV program, Trailer Park Boys, um, that is where he got his his acting start as like a child, um, and I remember that, and and so you see Ellie, and it's like that's. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is awfully close resemblance. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure about this one. He had to have like he served he he served he had to have served as the inspiration for that character, just like clearly, like yeah. And it came out at a similar time to another game that actually had Paige, um, and and he was uh, modeled in that game. I never remember what it's called. I don't think anyone noticed or played it. But I always mixed uh, that game up with The Last of Us uh, because that's so clearly the same person. Beyond Two <laughs> Souls, that's right. Beyond Two Souls, yeah. Um, Willem yeah, Dafoe, Let us know, too. viewers, if you fucking played that yeah, game, if that was any good. because we. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, if one of the ten people who played that game is listening to the podcast, let us know is how they, that is. It was David Cage, uh, the Heavy Rain guy. Really? That was a David Cage yeah. game. Apparently. Huh. I didn't know about it. I just I've seen that cut I've seen the cover of that game before. Well then, condolences to Elliot Page for having to work with David Cage. <laughs> you hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. Sad trombone noise. Um yeah yeah this uh yeah so there's when you when you hop forward in the last of us you end up in a there's a there's a set there's a sort of well i like the kind of abstract military force that exists and sort of like comes in and out of mm. the uh of the game in a kind of like it feels very contemporary that way it feels like that like the quarantine there they you you have there's a quarantine zone um various you start out in a quarantine zone um and basically i find it like i i i i found that part relatively refreshing you 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 have that and then you have that juxtaposed with the sort of like militia attitude of the fireflies the fireflies are like if if like 
if the like Kamala Harris people really just became a militia, I feel like they're like if liberals became a militia. Mm. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah, kind that's of how kinda, I interpreted that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like Oh no, that's getting into the second game. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, in the in the first game, I'd say that's a pretty pretty reasonable interpretation of things. Um I also like I like how uh, uh I think that the the whole overarching mission is to get Ellie to the fireflies. Yeah. Um and I like that uh the second game does a similar-ish kind of thing um and it's a, I just like this way of designing a game where you've really got this destination in front of you for most of the game and you know where you're going and it gives you this real sense of place and um it's not like a lot of games where it just kind of feels like you're wandering around the area until you run into a boss or something you know you always know okay we're going that way for this reason kind of yeah it it drives you for it really like yeah, that's that. That's the, it's kind of like unifying quality that I think makes it a really good, especially for something. So it's using the ability to pull in environment storytelling and interactivity in a in a way that just works really effectively to. In it's film like in that way because it's able to sort of fill in the seams that good film sort of does both in actuality both in like in there's a there's a fundamental link too between the the sort of cinematic qualities of games like the last of us or the new god of war and their the sort of the 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 the, the strength of the message that they're giving for better or for worse. I think the last of us in general has a sort of, you know, to get into, to get into the weirdo weeds with it has really interesting, very, for lack of a better term, at least the first game, I guess I can, I haven't played the second. I don't. And I also have managed to not know. I, I managed to learn so much less about things on the internet than other people seem to. Um, which is great. <laughs> I remember people being really mad about The Last of Us, about someone dying. I never learned who that character was because I hadn't played the first game yet, and I forgot everyone's name after I read it. Oh hell and, yeah! And then I power went back. Move. Yeah, I would. Yeah, the real power move is ignoring it until you forget, and then just going yeah. and playing it and not knowing what anyone was mad about. Like yeah, totally. Oh man, it, it was nonsense. It was bullshit anyway. Like the whole, there was nothing to be mad about. Stupid. Yeah. Character, pe- go, pe- people die in things. Go read a book. That's what I remember. I remember people yeah, especially being like mad a zombie story. That. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Watch a fucking movie. Watch a horror movie. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, read a book. Watch a movie. Get over it. Read a book, watch a movie. Do not play a video game. No, don't play. It's not no. a good idea. We're not allowed. We're contract. We are contractually obligated by from by USAID to discourage you <laughs> from playing. Yeah. We're we're playing them so you don't have to. You yeah. know. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what, oh man, if only, right? If only, if only I could, you know, if I, if only I could carry that cross. Take that, um, take, take that. Take uh, upon that burden, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and man, we'd be, we'd be more respected than the troops. Mm. Mm. We'd be the real heroes. You know, we'd be thanked for our service everywhere we go. It'd be great. And we would deserve it. We do deserve it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've earned yeah. it already. We have. We've played a lot of video games. Our, our yeah, our <laughs> service, uh, in our 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 deployments as gamers, and then our service in the posting wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, this counts as two deployments. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> So The Last of Us and uh, also God of War, in fact, do something uh, for me is very rare. Uh, they heavily feature a child sidekick and they feel like a person. Yes. I feel like a lot of uh, writers are not very good at writing children um, and they are often just either non-characters or they're just fucking annoying yeah. I, I feel like a lot of writers don't like their kids that's the vibe i get um but much like your much like boy in god of war um i found ellie to be a really really interesting really rich character um at no point was she like at no point was it a pain in the ass to have this character around which was my big worry but no she's great she's one of the highlights of the game um, and, and she, uh, of course, uh, you play her in, in the second game, you play as her, um, quite a bit and it's good. And it's like, you know, you're, yeah, you're hyped to be spending more time with this character. Uh, and I think that makes kind of the ending of the first last of us so impactful. Cause I feel like you really like these two people. Like you might not like especially Joel, uh, as much like as a person, but like you're really invested in him in a way, you know? Oh, I was rooting for him. I wanted him to mm. get, I wanted him to feel better. I wanted him to like, because you legitimately, you know that he's, despite the things that he does, that he's someone who is worthy of some pity and some, yeah. and some, a level of sympathy considering the thing and that, that his reaction to things are so, they're very like he's Joel's also a very well written character, but in his sort of like the the sort of anti the anti performance of his grief, like the 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 sublim the sublation of grief that's so common mm-hmm. in this type of you know man, uh, this type of yeah person pain man yeah yeah I'm yeah. I I am. I am I am all business because if you're anything besides business, oh, you have to feel things, and I don't like feeling things. Uh, it's yeah, a, business only. It's a silly and useful characterization, if not for just telling a good story, to also place in the conversation with someone who's more representative of like what could possibly be this sort of like they're the characters of Joel and Ellie are this are are this sort of lived historical tension in the universe mm. of the game between the tragedy that has 
fundamentally changed everything and the potential for some kind of a future. That's why it's yeah. That's why I agree with the games like 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 the I I don't have the sort of like consequentialist ethic that was necessary to be fully on board with what the Fireflies wanted to do with Ellie, um, and thus can't fully or even necessarily condemn what Joel did mm. um, in the end of that game, mostly because the reason why I can't ethically condemn it is because we've seen everything that the other people hadn't seen. Uh, up until that moment um which is how there is no future without hum there's no future for humanity without humanity itself Remo mm -hmm. there's no future for humanity with the sort of with the cordyceps removed from the brain um and how there's a fundamental you it's hard to go back from that um the post-apocalyptic world that I would imagine um, emerged from this this sort of like the, this cold ends that justify the means of that you know of you know you know killing Ellie to potentially develop a cure. Um, mm -hmm. I I don't I don't I I think the fact that I'm that I'm wrestling with that tension demonstrates not just the how effective the storytelling of this fucking PlayStation game is, this fucking naughty dog <laughs> yeah. game. Uh but that like how there's a there's an important critique that it that a sort of lived critique philosophically, if you will, within our, you know, very cold whichever way you look at it, you know, capitalistic profit-driven society that even those who are the most sort of seemingly humanistic and generous in their worldview still contain these constraints that emerge from modernity of these, these genealogies of discourse that restrain and restrict their ability to fully uh re ethically reconcile their actions with their beliefs and fully examine the things that they do um and that's that's why i have this sort of like the fireflies are like a liberal militia it's like the k-hive mm. learned how to shoot guns <laughs> uh because yeah. they have this like that's a horrifying thought yeah, it's <laughs> it has it has this like it has this it that there is this there's a good t so there are some people who would look at that and say like oh that's very conservative right he he's he's not they're not willing to make the necessary sacrifices um, and thus instead they sign side with this sort of like surrogate structure of a family and he perpetuates a lie in order to be able to keep that structured together but they mm -hmm. sub they i would say i would say that they sublate the family in their relationship in the the existing and evolving symbiosis that occurs throughout the game between the two characters literally in yeah. the mechanics as ellie you can do more things because joel is becomes more trusting 
and gives her more yeah. responsibility after she demonstrates that. Yeah, it was de- it was demonstrated through the fact that she can drive stick and that she can shoot. But at the same time, yeah. it was also demonstrated in her physical actions and her dedication to the mission that the two of them had agreed upon mutually. And even mm-hmm. despite, despite his Joel, not despite, but because of Joel's overcoming his sort of like domineering like style there for a while yeah. and allowing himself to grow, that wouldn't have happened unless he had done that. It's, that's a, it's a very dialectical thing. Um, yeah. Like out of that negation comes the new thing. And it created this, it's a relationship between, just as you were saying, okay, a, a young character and an older man in his 40s who's not related to her, who yeah. they come together seemingly by accident, and they have to negotiate something brand new. And I think that's really remarkable. Yeah, and they managed to not make it creepy at any point. That was pretty impressive. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's like, <laughs> it's almost like it's not hard like yeah to well, just tell that to the entire country of japan <sighs> like uh, <laughs> yeah just like i don't know yeah <laughs> uh, i i think that i'm a little more open to the sort of consequentialist ethics of the fireflies however i also feel like joel's entire response is the most understandable thing in the game like it would be can you imagine how weird it would feel if he did anything else? Like, if he was like, yeah. oh, okay. Can you fucking well, imagine? <laughs> I guess that's... I guess, I guess that. I guess that's the pit. It's okay. Well, tell her I... Tell Ellie I said bye. <laughs> yeah. Be terrible. Um, well, an interesting thing, because obviously that is him also kind of... Because the game was defined by him opening up and, and trusting her more and, 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 and being less sort of domineering and controlling. Now, that is him kind of... Uh, relapsing in a way being like no i'm gonna decide what the right thing to do is here um it's i i feel like it's not explicitly spelled out in the second game but the uh, you do get the impression in the second game that ellie given the choice would have gone with the fireflies plan yes absolutely Um, so it's it's very much uh this very big sort of selfish act i guess but also extremely understandable act and one that you as the player you're hard pressed to really feel that bad about because you've grown to love these characters over this long ass you know very story driven game um so you get why joel's doing what he's doing you don't want ellie to die um and i think that it's it's really interesting because they've got that i feel like they they cap it off with that really chilling uh, final scene. I think it's like the very last scene, if I'm remembering right, where, um, I'm trying trying to remember exactly how it goes. Ellie basically asks, like, "Is it? Are you telling me the truth about what happened in there?" And Joel's like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> like yeah. it's, but in this very like, sort of upsetting, uh, stark way. And then it's roll credits. Um, so I think it also encourages you, um, to kind of think about what just happened and how you're feeling about it, uh, which I like a lot because it, it was a really, I mean, fuck, you could write, uh, a, a, you, you could write books. You could teach whole classes on like the uh, people do, I suppose. It's basically the trolley problem, um, on, on like the main sort of 
philosophical question that was being asked in that scenario. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that the game, the, the writers of the game understood the significance of what that was as well for those characters. Yeah, and for a, you, the player. It's, a, it's an accomplishment. I like how it took me out of it in a lot of ways to where I'm... It's hard to, like, with with video games, it's all interactive, and there, there's some, so many games are still like, look, it's you in the game. That's you. That you're being the guy. <laughs> look at you. It's you're the yeah. guy. It helps when it's a third person, but sometimes still, they're just like, that's you. Like, it's not... Like, rather than, like, I'm playing a story... And it's it's easier to do with like open world. I think Days Gone avoids doing that in an interesting way, to where like and some people probably don't like. Some people probably I liked it in some in in a lot of like oh my god. Anytime I play D and D or anytime I do something that's like a little more heavy on role playing and less on pre created storytelling, I go all in mm. on putting myself yeah. into these experiences. But it's really refreshing in a way to have a game one be good and two to be able to kind of take me out of it and mm. like I mean, you're you're able to confront the sort of storytelling and the world building and to think about it as a as sort of like a piece of art and for lack of a better term well, i mean it's art but you know it's for lack of anything more specific uh when when it's like if it, it does it feels like interactive storytelling and i feel like i'm less obligated to like it doesn't have this sort of like obsessive false element of choice that a lot of really not great video games have i'm thinking bethesda Fallout definitely games. like this sort of like yeah there are paths that you can take but there's like it's it's really it's not as i don't know i like it's nice for people to to not even try like it's like don't even try that just tell a story make the story yeah. good and let me hopefully give me a decent you know mm, yeah. playing it decent modern games fetishize so much uh like the idea of choice and dudes love to get up on stage at e3 and be like this is your story you play it your way you can make your character fifty thousand different ways and have one trillion different weapons and it's I, bullshit it's yeah. it just means that you haven't written much of a story and you're gonna hope that the interactivity from me will make me feel like i'm engaged with it yeah, and I, I that really works sometimes but not often i really overworked my program my programmers to make up for the fact that i didn't want to hire more people to write yeah um, writers were expensive um so we just made them do lots of unpaid overtime um so buy our game uh <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it it takes especially for quite a big budget game. It it takes a bit of boldness, I think, to make a game more like this. I mean, it, you know, it's not that bold. You know, it's not like an experimental game. But I think that there are definitely there's going to be people in any boardroom being like, why why aren't you making a battle royale? Why aren't you making a you know like <laughs> whatever the current sort of trend is um, the game where so be you like teleport the portal with guns that one i think that's what everyone's yeah. playing right now yeah so somebody had to um somebody had to be the person to go in there and pitch the idea and be like no we're gonna do this really like um like writing heavy intimate story that's mostly just between these two people um and 
this is not going to be any like um you're not going to be able to like level up and put points into explosives and shoot a big rocket launcher or whatever happens in video games i've never played one i don't really know for sure but um right right we're still trying to figure out thank this this what this podcast is all about we're trying to figure out exactly what video games are we've we've settled on mm-hmm. a few things that we know that they are that are video games one the soprano yeah that's, that's a video, a video game, yeah. game that's that's a video game that's a video that's game. a video game Bada bing. I have the final season still to watch. I've been so busy. I haven't. I want. I want to give that its proper time. You know, because yep, it's it feels it. like a, a monumentous thing. This is like the. I mean, is it? This might be the best TV show I've seen. To be honest, um, yeah. And uh, I've I've heard quite a few people have told me the last season is is pretty good. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward is. to that. Um. I don't remember if if we talked about it on a previous episode, but the best scene so far is definitely uh, Chris's intervention. I don't know if I brought that up last time. Did we bring that up last time? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm just going to talk about it again. It was fucking amazing. It was fucking amazing. Um, Every character's little, like, contribution to it is perfect. Um, There's Tony just being, like, horrified that he sat on the dog. There's Silvio just being like, you fucking disgusting. Anybody had to like write that down? There's fucking uh, Polly just being like, you're a fucking embarrassment. Uh, and then it ends with them all just beating the shit out of him. It's great. That's the best scene in television. It's, it's amazing. Iconic. It's really, Polly's confrontation is really <laughs> iconic. Really just like. Yeah, it's kind of per- it's kind of perfect. It's kind of, that's it's kind of per- it's it's perfect TV and it's perfect Sopranos and thus perfect TV. But that's it, right. It's this like I just like like it's they're so they're so crazy and they're so funny and it's, they're just it, oh like, it's so fucking funny. I think he calls his own mother a whore right before oh he starts getting God. the shit kicked out of him. Or sorry, a, a whore. It's <laughs> <is> great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has this like they have this like speaking of like crazy surrogate families they have this like chaotic freudian energy in the sopranos that i'm just oh my god yeah i'm obsessed with i just love it so much it's yeah it's fucking crazy i i've heard that the prequel movie is a bit whatever i don't that, know if you've I'm seen not it. yeah I'll, I'll probably have to check it out at some point yeah we should watch it for bonus material. For bonus material, yeah. I only recently found out that it was um, Gandolfini's son who's playing him in that. That's got to be a weird feeling. Yeah. For that guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Which well, I don't know. It, it in a way that adds to the whole. That feels so thematically on point, though, for the Sopranos, for this guy to be playing his own father. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, l- I like that of it. It's cool. Well, yeah. what is what is there left to say about The Last of Us? Uh, the 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 game, the video game, the motion picture experience. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, that it that it's the the remastered is it's good. It's good, and if you can yeah. do if you can do a sneaky stabby, um. 
uh, and, and you like story-driven stuff, I think it's worth a play. Um, and yeah, we didn't even get really like we we I, I I won't go too into the weeds with it, but we really are in this kind of like fungal zombie moment. Include that includes stuff like there's a there's a, the film Cargo, um, a horror movie about a fungal type like infection uh similar to the cordyceps brain infection of the uh of the last of us um Hmm. that it has this like it's an important conversation to have i think i've spent time on youtube.com talking about uh, uh certain death cults uh using video games it's my most popular video actually my only video that's broken 10k uh it uh it has this this and and i I use that use the game i used outlast 2 to talk about capitalism and how the very serious and pernicious threats kind of lurk around behind the scenes and make a lot of cruelty and death in a very negligent and entrenched in their ideological commitments and that sort of a thing Mm -hmm. um and i think what's so interesting about culture like the last of us is that it's it's it was really understanding that the 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 fear it, it's good horror because it it understands how we are afraid and not just that it's not it's not hyper literal um yeah but also it it's sort of uses horror vernacular but it also portrays fear as this present existing force in the world and we fear like you know we should fear the we like you you ha- it, it in the age of like surveillance capitalism and like the amazonification of everything and like you know the sort of like post Foucaultian nightmare we live in in terms of surveillance states and stuff we like we should uh um um you can't you you can't breathe you can't if you breathe like you you should fear you know, you have to fear the yeah. air around you, basically, because yeah. this, it's so persistent in its infection, infective co- infection, like in that that like it in and and I'll, and this is the perfect closer for me. In The Last of Us, when an an infected dies, sometimes they move through the four stages of infection and become a bloater and those bosses that throw stuff at you. But uh, mm. in the first stage, of, uh, often in the first stage of infection, when you're going through the game, you'll see these. Apparently, uh, it, it's it was in like a scrap or something. I think in The Last of Us Two or something. I read it online. There, there's a reason why they would crawl into it. They crawl into a corner to die, the infected. And when they die, you see sometimes see them like up against the wall. You see it in the first game, and basically the 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 fungus has grown out of their head and like spread across the wall and those are often mm-hmm. the places where you have to put on a gas mask in the game because there's yeah, just fucking many... spores yeah it's yeah. really really cool and sort of apt characteristic of the infected in this game and how like even in death you're sort of like plastered against the wall spitting out ideology from all corners of your body just by virtue of the air that we breathe you know what if i i it's it's like me dying and becoming a symbol 
of some political some some imagine dying and becoming some sanitized liberal political talking point right that how yeah like imagine dying and not having people use your death as a rallying cry for class warfare that makes me so that's that that's the scariest thing i've ever i can think of for me personally it's the scariest like that's legitimately terrifying that people would just go on to just kind of like oh well he was a nice man who liked people and wanted everyone to get along and like that sort of a thing and not yeah see. fuck no yeah i want don't to get tr- along with your class enemies i want yeah. to be i i try very hard to be as much of a deranged marxist <laughs> as i can every day yeah so that if if somehow i in death become uh you know notorious enough that it would be even worth uh co-opting that it, it would just be impossible because anyone yeah. would google me and be like no, this person really wants you to like behead your landlord in the street. <laughs> keeps calling, keep, specifically keeps saying, execute them like a dog. I don't know what that means. So I wanna. That's that's really what I'm aiming for. Yeah, in life I mean, and death. If you believe that, like I believe that, advocating for any work done advocating on behalf of working people is good moral and just work, and thus yeah. an effective work is when you. I want to be remembered as a terror for the the enemies that I make. And because that only comes from the confidence that you're doing something righteous um, and, and worthy of full commitment. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the... Like I having a podcast. Like, yeah, yes, like podcast. Like, in what, of course, what I mean by that, what I mean by advocating for workers, I mean by gaming in podcasting <laughs> that's right that's it I, i've checked i've checked with all the workers and they said that's what they need so that's what we're doing <laughs> they said we asked we asked we went we went to the workers all of them you know to various mm-hmm. uh construction sites and mines because <laughs> we um, went to the mines <laughs> yeah uh, to ask what they were looking for and they said podcasts about video games and communism yeah and so we deliver yeah that's right. <laughs> All right, man. Where can the people find? Where can the workers from the mines and the construction sites, uh, still covered in soot uh, after a hard day's work? Where can they find you online? Labor Kyle spelt the American way on everything. Uh, I yeah, and uh, by the time when this comes out, I went back on Horror Vanguard friends of the show um friends of the pod sister pod so and mm-hmm. we went, i went on and talked about herschel gordon lewis's 2000 maniacs um one of my favorite movies and so go listen to that and then check that out that's a lot of maniacs yeah it's, oh, the, we we got into the like is it the appropriate amount of maniacs and I'm leaning li- towards yes, but you'll, yeah. you'll have to listen to the episode to see where these guys uh, land on that. Yeah, and where we landed on Natalie Merchant's uh, amount of maniacs, mm. uh, which is oof, it's a lot. But uh, yeah, yeah, Labor Kyle. Okay, where where are you on? Where are you on? Where are you online? Oh man, where am I online? I'm on <laughs> where, the Twitter. Where am I not? Where am where am I not, folks? Right. You know I'm on MySpace. You know I'm on. Uh, anyone remember Bebo? <laughs> oh fuck! 
I don't know. I'm on Twitter, K and Skittles. I'm on YouTube, K and Skittles. Uh, watch my videos or perish. Uh, and I stream video games, if you can believe that, on the weekends. Uh, Twitch, K and Skittles. Yeah, go to, That's go, it. To, go to their Twitch channel and congratulate them on moving. Come to my uh, YouTube comment section and congratulate me on moving. Um, yeah. Pray to the eldritch, eldritch gods that we don't have to move anytime soon. Yeah, fucking hope not. Maybe on a future episode we'll talk about our cool new places. We'll dox ourselves. Uh, we'll, we'll tell you our credit card information. Uh, our social yeah. security numbers, a list of our fears. Uh, <laughs> All gamers are bastards. Ah, ravioli. Ah, mamma mia.